A word of warning. This episode features a man using a leaf blower outside of a Chicago boy's window. Please just ignore him. He just likes blowing leaves. Two, one, Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Try to the Scarlet Halls, I'm Slud Whistle. It is I, Immunization. And I'm Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire and Horde Punching Bag. And if you're a Stormwind Guard this set, you're pretty effed. Fist emoji, yee emoji, crying laughing emoji, hashtag Hearthstone. At least you got the crying laughing emoji, because that's the correct one to use according to kids these days. Don't use that teardrop laughy emoji, kids. You're wrong. No. Yeah, that's unacceptable. You are also allowed to use the, like, skull dead emoji to say that something is so funny that you're literally dead, though. If there's anyone who I know to be with it, it's my main man, Ben Hearthstone. He tweets about Hearthstone. He's a pretty cool guy. Hey, did you know that, um... We got an email this week. Oh my goodness. We got I several emails this week. of at least one or two. We got an email from MonsterMash13 that said, Hey, can we have more of that Navara Coffin segment we had like 40 episodes ago? <laughs> Did we truly? So if you have any emails to send regarding Halloween names, send me an email at NavaraCoffin, N-A-V-A-R-R-A, Coffin, at gmail.com. Please go to the monster name generator and send us your monster name, but don't send the ones that are just so doxing. There are so many, particularly the <laughs> vampire one was literally just your name, Coffin. Pretty good. Okay, what are our actual emails? <laughs> I mean, has like five of them on deck. We did receive three emails. Let me pull them up. Our first email we received was a follow-up from our friend Girl Learner in the courtesy of the Construct Mail of Meldraxis. I think I'm just going to read the translation this time. Yeah, that's that's more than fair. We all know that Girl Learner has his own special dialogue, but uh, let's just... Let's just cut to the English on this one. Am I right, kids? <laughs> yes. So, Girl Learner sent us, and Zombie, of course. Dear DNR, I have a hot date coming up next week, and I want to look my best. Can you recommend some mog that will highlight my best features? I'm attaching a self-portrait for reference. Love, Girl Learner. And then Girl Learner did, in fact, attach a, a self-portrait here. And... Let me just link this in the chat so Aaron can see it. One sec. They want mod suggestions? I think just, you know, just whatever items. Oh, I see. It's a, a self-portrait. Um, <laughs> well, this? I gotta say that, uh, well, one, you're looking great. I love the green teeth and the bright pink eyes. Uh... I've got to say, you know what would look great is just a nice beret. We got to put this on Twitter and be like, user submitted art. And just like, leave it at that. <laughs> Don't say anything else. I think a beret would work great, though, with this look. Well, would it be a green beret or a purple beret? I feel like a purple beret would go well with both colors of their eyes. And then I think it would also, I mean, now that it's an option, I feel like your learner should definitely mog on some of those hot new glasses that we're able to mog. Of course. Now, are we going with the big circles, or are we going with Sensual Librarian? Sensual Librarian, all day, every day, 363 days a year. What about those other two days? Christmas and New Year's? You can wear glasses on Christmas and New Year's. That's very true. I often stumble around your apartment during New Year's going, Oh, God, my eyes are so fucking bad, but I, I can't break tradition. Well, yeah, because on, on New Year's, you're wearing the fun glasses, you know, the fun, like, 2010, 2025 glasses. Christmas, Jesus will punch you in the face for wearing glasses. It's unacceptable. Yeah, G- Jesus is a known <laughs> bully. The first thing he did coming out the cooter was knock heads around. <laughs> hey, what's going on, you nerds? <laughs> I thought you were going to say the first thing he did when he rose from the grave. He, like, shoved that rock to the side and then, like, immediately found the closest person with glasses and punched him in the face and said, fucking nerd. 
Okay, I hope that helped, Girl Alerter. Beautiful art. Yes, thank you. You have truly blessed us with this. Can you draw Growlina um, doing a puppet show in Stormwind? That'd be great. Thanks. Okay, next email. Our second email, I'm going to assume this one is directed at Aaron or maybe Growlina. It is from Growlinkinos, and it's titled, I help. And then it says, who, something need fixing? Yay. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I did happen to be stacking a lot of glasses in a single file line and then dropped them and are continuing to drop them until you finish this quest. So please, uh, well, and it's imperative that you don't stand next to the glasses. You have to go stand next to the hungry guy. So it's tough. So it takes a couple seconds to do this world quest. I think this is a warning. Growlina Ninikos heard how bad we roasted the Curians last week, and they're sending a message to Growlina specifically. They said, we know where you are. You come by Heroes Rest every so often. You could hop off that magic uh, flying pony there, and all of a sudden you get kneecapped, and we just push you off the side to, into, like, the Corlea's crook ditch. Corlea's <laughs> crook ditch. Hey, hey, Gurler, can you draw that too? <laughs> draw Growlina oh getting God. pushed into Corlea's. I Growlina Ninikos. What even is the name of that? I hate that one. I'm old enough yeah, now uh, that whenever that one comes up, I'm just like, no, thank you. Yep, I'm like, this is when I'm going to skip. Corlina's Outlying Crook. That's what it's called. Awful. I mean, it was nice the first time, but maybe even the second time. Not the third time, though. I'm done with that. But our final email. And perhaps one of the more thought-provoking emails we've ever received. It's from our boy Heavy um, from Dogs of Jobs. And it says, question for the pod. Is the eye of the jailer considered a nippler? Let me tell you, this sparked a real debate that caused real investigative science to go down. I feel like in the past, we've just kind of on the fly, like as we've encountered bosses, we're like, yes, that's a nippler boss. And we never truly defined what like criteria we need to classify a boss as a nippler so yes we had to do research we needed to set boundaries we needed to well by we i mean aaron went back and (laughs) analyzed every single past boss encounter yes and before i go on with my list here i'm going to lay down the rules that we at least initially went by and that's to be a nippler you need to be a mobile The boss does not move, you move around it, or back and forth and such. Um, There needs to be more to it, so ideally you're fighting its torso, but just anything where it goes down into a hole and there's more you can't see. And finally, and this is my stipulation, this was, I feel like, the biggest argument point, uh, it needs to have some sort of torso-adjacent features to it. Or we said maybe humanoid-ish figures? Yes, yes. Like, humanoid figures. Like, once again, ideally, chest, arms, head. But as long as it had some sort of humanoid features to it, I considered it a nippler. And that left us with a number of things. We'll, of course, post the full list. But I'll roll them real quick. Vanilla, Ragnaros. Burning Crusade, Hydros the Unstable, and Kill Jaden. Wrath of the Lich King, Kolagarn. Cataclysm, Sinestra, Ragnaros again, and the Madness of Deathwing. Uh, wait, wait, freeze right there. But Ragnaros in Cataclysm, doesn't he climb out of the thing? Is he still in the does. He does climb out, but the entire first phase, he is just waist up. And that's why okay. I personally considered him a nippler. I agree with this, and I feel like we can just refer to it as the Nippler phase. But yeah, I definitely still a Nippler in our in our official book that we have now written. It's not a phase, Bob. It's a lifestyle. <laughs> Mists of Pandaria. We have just Amercius. Warlords of Draenor. We have Cromog, Gorefiend, and Archimonde's Mythic phase. He is normally not a Nippler, but if you go to the Mythic phase, you fight him from just the peen up. Legion is really where they got their their nippler game on. 
We have Helia from Crucible of Storms, Helia from Maw of Souls, Croesus, the Fallen Avatar, Phase 1. He's another person who lifts himself out of it, but he starts as just a nippler. Garothi Worldbreaker, Kingaroth, and Wrath of Ajara. In Battle for Azeroth, we have King Mechagon, Phase 1, Ilganoth, Aquasir, Rael, Ural the Gluttonous, Vikgoth, Opulence, Stormwall, Blockade, specifically Phase 2, and Radiance of Ajara. And finally, as in Shadowlands so far, we have Margrave Stradama and Muzala. Oh my god, I didn't realize how many BF they had, but I do have a couple of points of contention to this Nippler list. Please, this this is a yeah, living, breathing document. I can edit he- it on the fly. I feel like Stradama and Amercius are something more, something different than a Nippler. So do you also think, like, Opulence is, then? <sighs> Opulent. Okay, so my original reason for Amer- for Amercius, I feel like we see all of him. He's com- he's all out. And, and I, you, I guess you do drop, you do move a lot of the water, but I feel like Amercius's main form, I don't know, it's tough. I mean, there were plenty of fighting ghost elemental types that I did not include, but Amercius I felt like including because you can clearly see rivers and like tributaries and stuff that go into him. So I feel like there's more and he's just manifesting his his torso. Yeah, I that's the way I saw it too is that like the part you're facing above the ground is his torso up and then like literally all the water that's going underneath you underneath those rock platforms I think are also him. So I think he's like the rest of him is below you. Okay, I think I know why. I I figured it out. I play a lot of melee DPS. You guys have only played range for the most part. Ah, uh, yes. Play so so you're, you're not my seeing idea, the rivers. My idea of a nippler is a boss that you strafe left and right from nipple to nipple and nipple to nipple. Whereas Stradama and Amercius have a circular pattern to them, you go all the way around them. You get a full 360 degree of their body. I can see Stradama's ass on some of these fights. I can go behind her. I can go behind Amercius. The true nipplers, to me, never not show their nipples. They're always shown to the that, raid, that ready to go. That is very fair. I think that is that's what I think. part of the immobile nature of it is that you are always seeing their shining, beautiful nipples. Okay, so is this officially we want to add this criteria as a fourth one on Aaron's list, is that in addition to being immobile, you, like us, the player characters, need to not be able to go behind them. So like you're just facing them head-on type deal. I think, I think for some reason, that just feels right. I just feel like you can't see the backside of a nippler. You just want to see the front side. But that makes Ragnaros harder because you can see the back of them. But I guess at one point, it was just all nipples, and that's all you could see. So maybe that is still fine. It's That one's tough because that means that Molten Core, he is not a nippler. But Phase 1 of Firelands, he is a nippler. And it's funny, this, this isn't even the question. The question is, is Eye of the Jailer a nippler? But we need all this important background in order to determine that, though. So so by my criteria that I just listed for Stradama and Immersius, then by logic, I I should say I, the Jailer, is not a nippler. But I don't think I agree with myself. <laughs> I, so, my, my stance, personally, I, the Jailer, is not a nippler because you can see the back of his eyeball. And he does not feature a humanoid form. There, there would be no place for nipples on this giant eyeball, even though he does have two eyes that radiate around him. But he, just, he doesn't seem nippler to me. That said, okay. he, he is immobile. And, like, counterpoint, he also is spherical. He could be the nipple-slash-boob himself. Yes, and that's where I was going to come from. He's not a nippler in the truest sense, but he, he's a nippler in that he's kind of a nipple. He's a round sphere with a point. 
I mean, we can argue that he's kind of some sort of body part, except that his name is literally specific body part of the jailer. Do you think he he is an eyeball? They wouldn't. You know, they could not get away with calling it nipple of the jailer. God, especially not fucking now. (laughs) Oh, fuck. No, there's no fucking way. But like, I I still want to, I, you know, okay. You know what I want to do with the eye of the jailer? I want to give him a, uh. A Mark McGuire, a, a Sammy Sosa Hall of Fame, where he gets that asterisk <laughs> by his name, as like he's he's here. He's, he's but an like, official nippler, and then you 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 squint your eyes and you see under revision, honorary nippler, eye of the tailor. Wait, Sammy Sosa didn't cheat, did he? I think I met somebody else. No, S- Sammy Sosa cheated, and Mark McGuire no. cheated, and Jason Giambi. They all they all took uh, steroids. Why do I know these names? Well, mainstream media really gets to deal with the news these days. Wow, such a sporty spice. Okay, well, I think he's an ast- he's a nippler, big asterisk, and but the asterisk's also a nipple. <laughs> you know, I want to just straight up say that he is, because by some of our criteria, he is a humanoid figure. He is immobile, and... You you move back and forth in front of him. I guess like I, against that point, you move. You literally move behind him. I with the I won't. I that is true. I was and, about to say I won't hold him turning, and you see the back of his eyeball. But you do. That is technically a three sixty degree um, area. It's just that the the back one eighty you fly across. You don't actually stand there. But if you were all Venthyr or Night Fate, you could fight him entirely as a Nippler. This is... I like Nippler Asterisk. He's, he's, he's the Avatar. He's the bridge between both worlds of the Nipplers and the non-Nipplers. <laughs> oh my god, okay, okay. I, I'm, on, I'm on board with Honorary Nippler. I will, I will agree to Honorary Nippler. I will, add him t- I will add him to the list and then also put an emoji that's like, hmm... Yes, perfect. There we go. So he's a nippler. Asterisk. <laughs> that was really important, and I'm glad we got that finished. Because that was actually kind I'm of bugging glad, me at work. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we finally got it established, and that that was only the first 15 minutes of the show. Welcome back, anyone who wanted us to talk about, like, I don't know, news or mechanics. Yeah, I'm sure that the pod stats are going to be, like, an immediate drop-off of, like, what the fuck's a nippler? They talked about it for 10 seconds before they explained it. Or, or, people are like, you know what, Greg, my friend who I always sit with when I listen to World of Warcraft podcasting, I never really thought about it. Maybe this has been on our listeners' minds the entire time, too. Heavy was just willing to say what other people wouldn't. (laughs) Yeah, so thank you, Heavy. So, we open up this one with letters and nipple talk but let's move on to the other thing we typically open this up with lawsuit cleaning house news because there was some of it that came out fresh today yeah and we're talking three pretty big names were fired slash let go from blizzard activision including i forget his name but the head basically the head developer of d4 i believe it is luis barriga i never knew his name so he Get was he was at BlizzCon Live. I'm sure he was. I just zone out whenever Diablo news comes on because I don't play Diablo really. Yeah, he's the head of he was the head of Diablo Four. So like, I mean, like, who cares? Like, people are like, it's gonna slow down the game progress. Go, who cares? Good clean allegedly, house. Allegedly, alleged, and also. One, it's good because clean house, get rid of the sketchy people. But also, allegedly, the same thing happened Diablo to Diablo three. Like motherfuckers are playing that every day still, and it's been ten years. Okay, so like I don't play Diablo. What do people do in Diablo? Because there are people are always you, playing, it, and I'm like, guys, how are you doing this still? You just create characters and run them through the story over and over and over for chances to get like high level loot. And then someone buys the loot on the in-game store. And also, they like the seasons you'll see referred to, are you get the highest loot score, and then you get points based on that. Weird. So weird. 
It is it is very interesting to me, but I can see where people are like, I just got to power through for the next month. I got to slam jam play every day so I can get a million score and then I'll be ahead of the curve next season. Weird. But yeah, so he's out. Jesse McCree, the Overwatch guy, he's out. He was yep. working with the Warcraft yeah, fa- during fan, Overwatch. Fan, fan the hammer was too strong. They said, we tried to nerf it. Just get out of here. He's out of here. Because he was in the Kazi pictures, right? He was in the... So, oh, he had the messages, too. He was one of the guys sending, like, the like the really lewd, like, yeah, we're going to, like... What do you mean, Mary? Yeah, no, you he is... Or whatever? He, he is the, the dirtiest of the dirty. He was directly in the photos. He was making a lot of comments. It was not good. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see like what they do with like the all the things that are named after him, including yeah, an entire character in Overwatch and then an entire reason region in Legion. They're not gonna do anything. They're, they're not gonna remove. I think they could remove Frazi Asby because he has small time roles in the. Also, like no one's like those NPCs are not necessary in any means. Yeah, the the first time, the only thing that Firaz's cigar cutter. I did have that axe, so I was upset when it got removed. Uh, just kidding, but um, Afrasiasby's actually actual NPC. I had never met him or known about him until he was removed. I feel like renaming like an Overwatch character and all the assets that come with it are going to be such a headache that it's not worth it. And it's the same with Macari. There's like it's just intertwined in so much quest text. That it, it's gonna it's gonna create a whole new division just to delete all the time somebody said Macari, which is whatever like it's not fine, but it is it's it's just like you know it's so much more than the Frazier one was. Yeah, and then additionally there was another WoW specific dev that was let go, but I don't remember his name either. I don't I don't I, I all I know is it was a bunch of old heads, right? It was a bunch of people who have been there forever who were ingrained in the culture and were contributing to it and and fueling it. So I think it's good. People are kind of freaking out. And I'm like, dudes, like, what did you expect when all this came out? Obviously, it's going to be the people who have been there the longest who have helped perpetuate this. It's And I mean, it's just the truth of the matter. The people who are in charge have the power to abuse people. So when you get rid of the abusers, you get rid of some of the old heads and people who are in charge. Also, the other guy's name was Jonathan LaCraft. He was a WoW designer. Yeah, but I agree with you guys both. I think it's a good thing, and I say, let's keep this train rolling. Get them all out of there. Yeah. But yeah, clean house, keep cleaning. And speaking of cleaned house, let's talk about how we beat all of sanctum of domination am i right fellas we definitely didn't do that but we did make some substantial progress i feel like our group is almost caught up to the other group and we downed um remnant finally and then we got like a down to like 12 percent on soul render right yes and soul render makes me so sad because other than dodging dance, I don't know what kills us. Like, we'll all dodge dance and then just slowly die off. And I'm like, I don't get it. So our our problem is we need more DPS, honestly. We need to have more damage coming out, uh, which is also, I think, was Group 2's problem. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a DPS check in like a very weird way because you don't feel like he's enraging, but the more you have to go through the motions of each dance... It's just taking a lot of time as the ads build up and as the chains popping and you have to beat him before. Honestly, he should be dead about f- the fourth chains, you think? Or like... I feel like the fourth chains is like the end game. Like, you should probably kill before that. Or Yeah, if that. you're going into fourth chains, you're not, you're not succeeding. Well, it's so like, like he, like, I think, I think with Dogs with Jobs, he died... He died during the fourth chains, I think, or maybe shortly after the fourth chains. But we still had about like ten percent to burn through at the fourth chains um, in our guild run. Yeah, and I think we'll get there. I think we still are sometimes losing some people to the dance or losing some people early on, and we had just some really, really unlucky, disgusting patterns of that dance too, where like I didn't even know that I could move that way. There was one that was straight up just like so. 
I'll, I'll refer to them as numbers instead of symbols because that doesn't mean anything to someone not in our group. But it was like one, two, five, one, five. And it's like, <gasps> like I could maybe get some of those, but only because I have Blink and like Worgen Fast Run. We have D- human DKs, limited capability human DKs that are like, I guess this is it for me. I'll lay down and die. Who the fuck is outside cutting their goddamn grass? It's ridiculous. Wow, that's very intense. I mean, keep... (laughs) Well, I was about to say, you gotta keep your yard trim, but yards are an awful byproduct of American living. Uh, Grow grow plants instead of yards. This man is leaf-blowing right outside of... Immune can see the man leaf blowing literally right outside of our window. Get out of here. Well, everyone, here we are. X amount of minutes into the episode. This is the leaf blower episode. (laughs) Woo! -woo! So, yeah, Raid has been a little bit tight. Um, We just seem to have people get gear, and people need to just do mechanics better, and and we got it. Next week, with the vault, we're going to be Gucci, but also next week... I recruited somebody who may play longer than my average recruit <laughs> level, which admittedly is not very high. I think out of your recruits, only one has stayed the entirety of the time. Another left dramatically and came back, and all the others are gone. <laughs> I don't consider anybody who's a DNR listener a recruit. Because when I recruit, I do like actual, like, I scour the forums, I post on forums, and I like talk to people in the like, DNR messaging. Um, so you guys don't count. But uh, let me tell you, my rates are so bad. Everyone leaves in like four months. And for some reason. Well, because cause you're out there being like, we need an epic cool guy. And then they show up and we are not epic cool guys. So they're like, well, I'm going to go do Mythic with the Gamers Unite. Well, that happens. But also, you know, inner politics happened uh, a big chunk of the time. Uh, <laughs> I would say it's actually probably 60 40. 60 big epic gamers leaving, 40 people just not feeling like they fit, which is fine. But we have a new druid healer coming in next week. They have pugged seven, six heroic bosses. And I was like, if you can pug those bosses, you can definitely heal us, right? Like, let's go. Yeah, so we're going to snatch them up for our team. So I'm excited for that. Having another healer is always nice. If you're on Proudmore looking for a guild, send an email to do not relent pod at gmail.com or navarracoffin at gmail.com. An email I have acquired. Did you, did, I was like, did you really register that? I saw it was an active hyperlink, so I said, he didn't. I did. <laughs> I was on my lunch break. I had nothing else to do. I figured I would not take the email in the VAR coffin. If you, if, if, hey, if you want to send any mail to Aaron DNR Clumps at gmail.com, you can. What do you have that? Clumps? Like, like the sorry, Clump family? No, it's, 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 it's not Clumps. It's DNR Cumps, like C-U-M-P-S, because I misspelled it when I was trying to register for the other YouTube. Bros. I will literally never respond it, to it. I don't know how. I don't know what a cump is, but it sounds pretty gross. I can tell you what a cump is. It's when you're trying to dump, and the C and D button are kind of near each other on your large keyboard. Womp womp. Uh, you know it's been a it's it's been a real hoot and a half out here. Uh, I'm gonna go fire up the leaf blower and just kind of blow around for the next fifteen minutes. Growlina, cover us. Greetings and salutations, everyone. Your favorite dog with a blog, here to give you some gossip you gotta hear. I'm here today with Fatu, who has just finished the Chains of Domination storyline. Fu, what would you say your feeling is upon this revelation? A little empty, I guess. I cleared time today to do all the quests, but it's just over in a minute. Really wish there was more to it. I feel you there. Just one cutscene, a few convos, and they kick you out? If you had to design a better ending to all of this, what would you have gone with? Off the top of my head, 
I think I would have done something to remove all the chains that are around. You mean, the huge ones, jutting out of the ground? Yeah, it would show that we're actively beating the Jailer. Would you be worried that without all these chains, Corthia would just kind of float off into the void again? Well, I never said it was a good plan. Just what I could think of, LOL. That is more than fair, friend. Sometimes you just gotta throw spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. Here's hoping we can channel our inner hair metal band soon and break these chains. Until I find another guest on another episode, this has been Growl. Thanks, Growlina. Hopefully next time you won't crash into a bunch of parked cars at Disclose Immune and Slide Whistle's home. What that was you, Growl? I I I had a lot of, it's the brew of the month club. It's fucking me up. It's a true story that happened to us. Uh at like three in the morning a man crashes. Except vehicle. that Growlina would never do it because you know she doesn't use any mount other than her own four feet. So she just <laughs> ran wild down the street and just went Ow. That does make sense because like it wasn't a car, it was like a dinosaur of some kind, like a big green long neck <laughs> just laying on the side of the road dead. Well, maybe that's you. You're the one with the Brutusar. I'm my own worst enemy. Let's talk about the campaign this week, because I'm not my own enemy. So, I feel like this um week's campaign was not really much of anything. It was literally like three quests that... They were all in Corthia, right, Aaron? Uh, Not only were they all in Corthia, they were all... In the same spot. Okay, so yeah. yeah. Full disclosure: I have not done the campaign this week. Normally, I'm the first person to do my campaign quest, but the second it didn't give me any benefits to my rating or my DPS, I said, "Nah, I'll do it later." So I haven't gotten around to it yet. So my eyes are fresh, mostly virgin eyes. I know snippets of what happened. I know it was an Anduin cutscene, but I actually haven't seen it, so I don't know what happens. So basically, it's you talking with the Primus, and be, and all of the representatives from all the four covenants are coming forward with their newly crafted sigils that we've been working on over the last five or six weeks to craft. And yeah, you come together to do that. You do some weird ritual with them. And okay, then... also, during the ritual, you have to individually click to activate each sigil. And I went clockwise around the room so the first person for me was the stone right and when she did she was like we the venthia offer our sigil to defeat the jailer and i was like that's awesome that's a cool little speech and then i went and the other three said nothing so i was like does only your boy oh. say anything is stone right the only person who says something but we can't verify that because immune is also a venthia and you didn't do it yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I, I actually did it in the exact same order, because I think technically the stone right was the closest one to the Primus mm-hmm. as well, so I just was like, yeah, I'll go in this order. And then the other representatives, I believe, are Draka, Lady Moonberry, and Uther. Mm-hmm. I, I don't remember if any of them said anything, but I do remember that stone right line. So I'm curious to see what it's like for Slide when he does it. But after that, then... Yeah, you dedicate your new your new sigils to defeating the jailer, and then Jaina comes forth with this lo- like the with the compass that was given. Yeah, so yeah, um, so this, from Anduin at the end. This of the is raid. the one that happens right at the end of Sadi's. She's like, "We couldn't defeat him," and then the Primus is like, "I think there's a message encoded in this little artifact." Yeah, so you basically use Bolvar to see what message Anduin left on it. Which, first off, like, I think Dracorus tweeted this. It was I thought it was funny. Dracorus said, you know, I just checked the priest spell book, and I'm pretty sure you can't do that, Anduin, because, like, Jaina's like, oh my god, Anduin, he used the light to encode a message for us on this compass. And I'm like, I agree, Dracorus. Like, I don't have that in my spell book. Yeah, I would have been doing that a lot earlier if I knew that was a thing. Is That's so crazy cool that like Uther and Jaina are involved in like a a similar storyline because they haven't done shit since you know 
Uther died. <laughs> yeah, Spoiler. Uther hasn't. Uther has never existed in WoW other than being a Force ghost. Yeah, and a- after the campaign, they do have a voice line together, which we'll get to in a second. But I feel like we should talk about the cutscene that happens after you analyze the compass that um, Varian had, and then Anduin took and dropped at the end of Sadi. It's just really, really dire. Like they're preparing. It's it's a like a slice of life of Sylvanas and Anduin preparing to go through Sadi's, and it's like. You know you're going to have to grab the sigils, and he's like, "You mean Zoval's going to force me to? This is awful. I would hate to live like this. This is how you live, right? You have a bad life. You have a bad life. No one wants." And she's like, "Yes." Yeah. So basically, he was like, "Sylvanas, is this how you feel felt after the Lich King told your soul, and you've been?" living without half of your soul crystal or whatever it is. Yeah, wow, it's super awful to live like this. It's honestly wild and crazy that you, a a neutral uh, morality character, would force me to do this. Yeah, and then she basically says, you know, but in the end, little lion, it will be worth it when we rewrite history and undo the mechanics of death and so and so and make them fair to everyone or something like that. And I'm like, oh, okay, thank you, Sylvanas. I want to say he says something to the effect of like, will we even be around to see that? Yeah, no, he says, maybe he he basically said something so dire to the fact that it was like, if I'm dominated one more time from the by the jailer, I lose myself more and more every time, and I will not be the same, or I won't be like there at all after this next time basically is what he said and then he said it'll be the end for you too to her and i don't know what that what he implied by that but like we did technically defeat her so i don't know if that's what he meant i mean i think he was just trying to spit shit which was like yo this is dumb if we keep doing this this is dumb like i I am literally forced to do this but you can make a choice not to which is super wet and wild that she then didn't she went along after that was recorded she went along with the plan until she had her blue eyes returned yeah and i think this is supposed to like on paper show to us that like oh she went into this fight with us at Saudis, where she still was like on board with like we're doing this for the greater good to like make the mechanics of death fair to everyone and then once at the end when the jailer started being all lich king like like oh everyone will serve me that's when she turned on him and fired an arrow at him and I don't know, Sylvanas. You've done a whole lot of shitty things on your own free will up to this point. So, I don't know. Listen, she's a bad girl and she can't control it. She said I'm attractive. That's good enough for half of Twitter, based on what Aaron sees on the Warcraft trending tab every day. So, after this cinematic with Anduin and Sylvanas, then... Jaina's basically like, oh my god, we need to save Anduin. And then you take this information to the the Primus, and he's basically like, I'll call for you when I'm ready to craft this device that we're able to use to bring the fight to the Jailer. And I'm like, well, does this mean we have to wait until like 9.2 to have any resolution here? I'm like, my dudes, Anduin literally said he's gonna die. He's not gonna be the same ever again. And this is what we're doing here? Yeah, this is this is the the infamous Argus hanging in the stratosphere moment of like what a big moment that will be happening eventually. Where is Gen Greymane in all of this? I know he's not here here. What what, what the fuck's he doing? All I'm saying, and this is just a thought that's coming in my head, Terralian is a dreadlord. Obviously, you have said yes, as much. Yes, he got to be. If he is attacking and imprisoning, or even worse, killing Gen Greymane, I'm gonna be I'll be so upset because and I don't mean to pull representation on what is ostensibly just a white straight man. You only have one worgen. You have made this choice to only have one worgen, Warcraft. Don't kill him off. Who else are you gonna have? And it, you know what's really weird? So like this isn't that related, sorry, but like 
Gen's whole thing was stopping Sylvanas's lantern from having uncontrollable control of the Valkyr. The Nine is the perfect fight to have Gen present in to help stop more Valkyr. It's his whole thing right especially, now. Especially, especially because you only face three of the Nine. You could have um, had my man's fighting. Okay. The other six fly around sometimes. Well, you only actively fight. You could have had my mans jump around and kill at least like two of them. Jump around. I think the fight's technically supposed to be you're fighting her three living Valkyr, and then it's like the spirit energies of the other six that they're using that, to fight then, you. I think I am that's what so it is. Fucking mad. That's why I want Sylvanas, Sylvanas gone. Because it makes me upset having to think of these stats every time. Does she even have three living ones? I thought she was down to one single one. <laughs> this is also a tangent still, but I do feel like a lot of the fights in Sanctum are kind of like the nine. Like, we, we literally fight Nerzul, a name that we've heard all throughout Warcraft, who we haven't really fought. We fought AU Nerzul in Draenor. But, like, this should be a big deal. And it's just kind of like, hey, by the way, we're torturing your boy. And you gotta fight him. And it's like, huh? Like, there's... Okay, this is... I'm sorry. Cubby Bub, she made a, an excellent drink that has gotten me way f- got further gone than I have been in a while. But why didn't we have a reference to his orc form ever? I don't care about Nerzul the voice or Nerzul the Torghast guy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't care about his... Okay, what do you mean you don't care about his voice? Like... So, Ner'zhul the orc was very important, but then he was quickly dispatched in, like, Warcraft 1? Okay, okay. And he has been separated from his body for so long. I don't care that he was in the Helm of Domination and then Arthas stabbed him in Arthas the book that I read on a plane. I kind of care, but you're, you're, you're right. I thought you were saying you don't care about the voice acting in that fight. And I'm like, you, you better oh, take no. that. Back. No, that that man puts it all on the court. No one will recognize Remnant of Nerzul for what he does, but that man blew... It, it hurts my throat to even pretend to do what he did. I just want to say, like, I feel like we've had this conversation with some listeners on Twitter, but the voice acting in Saudis is on fucking point. Mm-hmm. So many of these fights, I feel like this is the first raid tier we've had in a while where I feel like almost every boss has something iconic about it voice acting wise. For like for better or worse. Like some of them I'm like, ugh. But some of them I'm like, hell fucking yeah. I switch. Okay, okay. Talanji had her line at the end of Daza, for sure. <laughs> trying to think of the other Daza lines. I, d- I did like the Daza lines a lot. Okay, sorry. I really got us off track here. Let's get let's crawl back to that campaign we were talking about. I guess I'll help you, little troll. <laughs> Bonswamdi said something like that. I don't know. I've typically I was dead by that point. So. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so there's a bunch of conversations after this. Which, by the way, the conver- the vision of Anduin and you talking to the Primus that is the entirety of this week's story. That is it. The Primus says, we're going to beat them someday. And then a bunch of conversations open up. I guess I only saw half of them, though. I'm not going to lie. So I think only two of these matter. So I've been reading in a lot ahead, like, the conversations between... So, like, they kind of, like, ended on storylines, right? Thrall and Draka talk at the end. The Morgrains talk, Alexander's and Darien. And then they have Talgalon and... Uh, who's the other dude? Venari. Venari. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the only ones that I actually experienced in game were Talgalon and Venari and Jaina and Uther. So I guess we can start with those two. I don't know if you experienced any others, Aaron. No, those are my two. Well, those are probably the most important ones. I can walk us through the other two that we honestly probably don't care that much about. We didn't play in Wrath. So we don't have a connection to Darien. I mean, I, I I do like Darien because he's my he's my my DK homie. Alexandros was a character that I only knew as the original Ashbringer holder. And that's all I knew about him. I never seen this man before in my life. They talk their father and son. They're like, I'm proud of you. Blah blah blah. Tyrion had the Ashbringer. I know the Paladins are screaming at me right now. Who cares? Drock is like, Thrall, I'm proud of you. Thanks, mom. That's that's it. That's all I talk about. <laughs> 
We already had that in the campaign a few weeks ago. Next. Thrall did mention Garrosh, though, which I did like, because Garrosh and his petty ass, the last thing he had to say was like, fuck Thrall and his mom. And they're like, they're both alive in here. It just seems like Thrall was like, yes, I spoke of Garrosh, son of Gromosh. I hope to spare him from the darkness his father knew, but instead I fear I'm to blame for the ruin he unleashed. I mean, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column G for Garrosh. <laughs> a little bit of column two for that one blood coming down and killing us, wiping every fucking night. Hey, but it's just Dr- 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 Draka said, "Is th- did he really stand for the horde? All that head assery?" And Thrall said, "Mother, I'm so afraid to tell you this. He is the epitome of the horde, head assery and no shoes." Which is what I love because. Draka almost basically said that, Aaron. Draka said, basically, so Thrall's like, oh, I made him war chief. I pulled him out on the grand. I made him do this. And Draka says, you offered him a choice. You did not choose for him. Mourn if you must, but his decisions are not your burden to bear. His path ended. Yours moves onward. <laughs> okay, Draka, he's still kind of a horde. <laughs> Is this implying that Thrall is going to be Warchief again? Yes. Uh, no, no, there's no way. There's no way. It, 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 I think it's, it's implying that Thrall can be finally at peace. At peace with his decision to make Garrosh Warchief. Something that's been troubling him since when he killed Garrosh in a Makara that he cheated in. Which so is like, who cares? If he's, if, if he's feeling okay about the Makara, can he get Doomhammer back? Because... It was pretty cool, and it's also still $300 on Blizzard.com, so I would kind of want it to be more important than it currently is. So then, I, I guess if we want to like transition into the other conversations that happened, uh, the Jaina Uther one was just kind of whatever. Like It was basically a big deal because we've never seen the two of them interact in WoW, have we? No, only in Culling of Stratholme. Have their models ever been in the same place? And it, it was just a little bit of, like, them, like, comparing notes about Arthas, I guess. And, like, Jaina being like, you know, I loved him. And Uther being like, well, you know what, whatever. I learned that that's fine and we need to move forward. You can use that love you had for him in other ways. I was just like, oh, okay, well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Excuse me, he said that he loved him too. It was like, I loved him too. We both thought he was the coolest. And I was like, Jaina, do you still even care? It's been like 10 years. Get over. You've had like three ex boyfriends since then. I mean, I guess they did almost fuck. And like, imagine like. They did, they did fuck on the glowing embers of the Wicker Man. <laughs> okay, but, okay, imagine somebody you fucked. Who you have not thought of in nine years and 365 days comes up. Then a leap year hits. And you're at the 10th year anniversary. And then he comes back and is like, hey, I'm relevant. you think about that person, wouldn't you? You would. You'd be like, oh. So, again, I haven't seen the campaign stuff yet. I'm probably going to ask you that now. No, Torghast after this, guys. Anyway. So, Venari and Talgalan talked, and Dracorus is the one who thinks that Talgalan is Medivh, correct? Yo, Dracorus is 100%, he's gotta be right. I subscribe to this theory that Medivh is disguising himself as Talgalan to have access to the shit and to, like, hide himself and to see what's going on in the world, which would be crazy groundbreaking, honestly. That'd be nuts. When do we see Medivh last, officially, not as a ghost? Never. He died Have in we? Warcraft One. I guess wasn't he? Didn't he? Wasn't he alive in? No, he was a ghost in BC, wasn't he? Ugh. We also saw him as a ghost in Karazhan, right? Um, I think that's about but, it. But people thought he was dead until we saw him in Legion, right? Like we, like we thought he was gone, 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 like never seen again. Yeah, so this is this is an interesting theory that I think I also agree with. So what is tell us about this interaction between Venari and Talgalan. Okay, so Venari says, Greetings, my friend. Talgalan says, Friend? 
the elusive Venari has no friends. Rude bitch. Which we which we have made note of because like that is not one of her tiers of friendship. Um air quotes yeah. friendship. <laughs> no I, one <laughs> no one can be friends with her. The best you can be is appreciated. <laughs> Venari says, I have been woefully misrepresented. I can be a good friend, a useful friend to those in need, and everyone is in need of something. Tagalan says you more than most from what I hear. In fact, I imagine this conversation is merely a pretext for you to inquire what I know of Zareth Mortis. So is that a name that we've seen before this conversation? Yes and no, according to the fan theory that gets you next. Venari says, do you not long to see the realm of the first ones for yourself? Togolon says, one day, perhaps, if the purpose wills it. Venari says, were you not assigned to Porthia for your intellect, your curiosity, perhaps your purpose, air quotes? My friend, it is not to hoard knowledge, but to share it with those who would put it to use. Togolon says, I admit there are so many theories to explore so many discoveries to be made. No, I will not think of it. Be gone, broker. I need nothing from you. Benari says, not today, perhaps, but one day you will. And when that time comes, I look forward to doing business. I just want to say I am living for how much of a slow burn the Venari storyline has become, where we all know she is going to be involved in a major storyline later on, I feel like, at least. Yeah, but she, we just she, aren't has there been, yet. she has been so important from day one, and here we are, day 10 to 11 months later, being like, bitch, when are you going to reveal your secrets? Now, are y'all ready for the real barn burner going on here? So you, you mentioned a fan theory. Is that where we're going here? So let's start. So don't forget that the Grimoire of the Shadowlands and Beyond was released. Which, by the way, Immune, ours arrives tomorrow. Which we can read, finally. It was on, like, short supply everywhere. Everyone bought it because everyone wanted to know what Benari's <laughs> hiding. Luck- luckily, the COVID-19 pandemic has reached a point where I'm going to go to your house and just steal it in two weeks. No, you're going to have some random person put it in a really large bag and carry it out our front door in true Venari. Ugh. Her and her clown pants. Yes. Okay, here we go, though. So this is coming straight out of the Grimoire, the book that came out recently. So remember how he mentioned Zareth Mortis? The word Zareth means cornerstone or keystone. <gasps> Minute Dungeons. The exact definition is actually mentioned in the introductory notes found in the Grimoire of the Shadowlands and beyond as one that's caused debate among the brokers. So this is a word that exists in brokers' language already, Zareth. Mortis is Latin for death. Uh, Very D&D-esque. It's... It's shown up before in quest texts in WoW, but not in the same, like, connotations as WoWhead. But it's interesting to note that the mortal use of the word death is different to the way it's used in the Shadowlands. So they, the word that, that is thrown on normally is, like, the force of magic, woven throughout the very fabric of the Shadowlands and beyond. But mortals have a different meaning of it, which is basically just, like, you die, right? You just you, you dead, and that's the end of everything. But according to the book, it says, "My apologies, overseer. If you find the revelation that death signifies the end of your existence to be distasteful, as I do, I fear that to accurately convey information on mortal perceptions of death, I must, from time to time, include observations from their own flawed perspective." That's from the broker book. So the brokers are basically saying, when you die, it's not over, baby. What are you doing? Which we know in Shadowlands, right? Mm-hmm. So the theories that are happening right now, Zareth 
is similar to Azeroth. Zareth Azeroth. Like they're like like even how it's spelled is like almost similar. People are theorizing that it may indicate that Azeroth, like Zareth Mortis, is a realm that is also a keystone or cornerstone. Although perhaps one associated with something different than Mortis. But what I think is crazy is what Wahid puts at the very end in Tazavesh, when Broker Solea is trying to assemble and wield an artifact of the first ones, she gathers the pieces of artifacts from Azeroth. We, we go through BFA. We, we go through um, Legion in uh, the uh, Stormheim area. Yeah, Stormheim area. So we're getting artifacts that have to do with the first ones, but they're in our realm. So is Azeroth, is Azeroth going to do something? Like, is she going to be awakened? Is she the Zareth Mortis? She does have wounds that have alerted her and woken her up. That's, I mean, part of me says that this is a little bit of a reach, but I don't know. We've had less continuity in some of our Blizzard storytelling before, I feel like, so... We'll see in X amount of months when maybe we get a little more information. Something to chew on. Well, while we are subtly talking about some Tazvesh, I want to pull maybe the latest time warp we've ever pulled. Possibly the latest. I can't tell. We talked about Longblower Man so long. Leaf Blower Man. Okay. So... I have a time warp this week, and it's maybe been a minute, and I will explain it as I will give these two boys 40 seconds to name as many correct responses to my question as they can. The loser will be forced to consume some sort of alcohol. Are you ready? Yeah, boy. Yes, though I am sad that Cubbybub gave me a fresh Miller High Life which means when I inevitably lose, that's going to be me for the next 30 seconds. Womp womp. Okay, so, as we mentioned, we were talking about how Tazavesh made us collect, like chase the boss going around collecting artifacts throughout Azeroth. I am going to ask you two to name the bosses of Tazavesh. I do not believe we've done this yet. We have not. So, on my mark, you will have 40 seconds to name as many of them as you can. On your mark, get set, go. The Menagerie, Zyxa's Oasis, Soleia, Zoasami, um... Big Blade Dude. Um... Uh... The Menagerie is what I was going to say in there. Heelbrind. Hook, or Captain Hook Oh my Tail. god, who are you? Um, I don't have any. I have none. A, someone who's looked at the the thing. Oh, you looked at all um, of them recently for the Nippler. That's not fair. I did. Um, None of them are Nipplers, by the way. Which I feel like I don't need to... I can't think of any more, but I don't need to think of any more. Because I took yeah, I'm, I'm at to least think of, I'm half trying, the dungeon. This so is all fucked. Mark's fault. Time. Um, so I don't feel like I even really need to tell you much up. I uh, my initial counter was that Aaron named I believe five of them, and Slide got none of them. I don't. Think. Aaron was yeah, like, if I got if I got a gun. single one, then I've defeated him. Okay, but for, like for the listeners, the official listing are Zofex the Sentinel, which I guess maybe that's the one I could give to Slide if I was liberal and allowing him to say Sword Boss at the beginning. Um, then we have um, the Oasis, which it's technically Amiza's Om- Oasis, Amiza's but I'll count that style. one for Aaron. I don't believe either of you guys said Mailroom Mayhem. No, um, which is uh, like a commonplace one. I'm a little sad I didn't get it and extend my lead. I almost also, said Katie, but that's not a thing. <laughs> honestly, how dire this was for you, I would have counted it. <laughs> Um, Aaron then got the Menagerie first, and then he got So Azami first, and then he got Hillbrand, and then he got Time Captain Hooktail, and then I believe he actually got Soleil. I as did. Well. Yeah, I I will fully admit a slide. You, you just were quiet. So I was just like, well, he said Soleil. 
I would have thought you would have gone for that one first, but here I go for it fifth. I mean, you also just recently read every single boss in World of Warcraft's existence. Like, the fact that you got half of those, I'm like, I don't, honestly, I would have got those. I literally just know Solea. That's all, that's, that's, that's when, it. When's the last time anyone thought about Aquaseer? Nobody. I remember who he is. Honestly, you are probably at the top of the list there. But yeah, official time warp verdict slide. You must consume some kind of alcohol. Easy. Let's go. Well, not the baby. He's canceled. For good reason. Fuck the baby. Yeah, fuck the baby. Not literally. If you're, Don't fuck him if you're a... No, I'm gonna do I mean, don't have sex with a child, nor have sex with the baby. No, I baby. meant the baby, not a... Oh, my God. And now it's time for our top two bottom boot, medium moot. I'm going to go first. I got a big fat top two of the week. <gasps> Yay! I was like, oh no, hey. where's he going to go with this one? Toot toot. My top two of the week is I'm still loving Torghast, weirdly enough, despite how angry it makes me. But my top two in Torghast, my TTT, is I cleared Flawless 12 Soul Forges solo last week and something about it just felt good that i could fucking conquer this nasty ass place but only because i got a great set of blessings and the torments they gave me were ass why would you give a druid in rage i'm just gonna soothe it bitch that means nothing to me and then once i finished the 12 flawless not only did i get a conduit piece to upgrade finally i also got the fucking jailer's little sexy iron maiden closet which we all have right yes no i don't have it oh shit you're actually you're the only one who does it then loser that's mostly what's top two because this loser doesn't have it what about you, Aaron? What's your top two bottom boot medium moot? Well, my top toot of the week is that in this new set that we received from the Venthyr, uh, and I'm sure Immune can also say this is pretty cool. We oh, finally yeah. we finally got competent feet mog. We've got some shin guards that look great on both Worgen and Draenei. This has never happened before, I don't think. This is unprecedented times, y'all. This is COVID-19 shit. Like, us getting foot mog. Even the standard Venthyr affair, I know because I own two full sets of it, has features no foot mog. So I am so excited that the, the masculine uh, version features cool foot plates. Oh, I have not looked at what it looks like on a manization. Maybe I need to try that out. But, Immune, what is your TTBBMM? Well, I'm going to round it out with a bottom boo. No. No. We had a, we had a great episode full of Mark, Lawn, Blowers, and Positivity. Well, I was going to make my top to the fact that I have some new foot mog to cherish forever, but Aaron took that. So I'm just going to make my bottom boot the fact that you two ganged up to bully me on the fact that I do not have this toy of this Iron Maiden from Torghast. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't I can't hear your negative words. I'm in my Iron Maiden. Sorry, I'm also, for three I'm se- also inside. For three seconds until someone clicks it and goes, what is this? And they let me out of it and I go, you motherfucker, I have to wait an hour before I can do that again. Okay, do we know if only party members can open it or can anybody open it anyone can open it and because i sat in the middle of my sanctum and ardent wheel for so long in this closet by the mission table by the way where everybody comes in and out and not a single person opened my closet and freed me you could not avoid the gear like the gear was directly in the way of the mission table maybe that just stands to reason for the inquisitiveness of arden weldians everyone's just like He's having a great time. I'll be excited for him. Meanwhile, Venthyr are like, are you having fun? It's over. 
I mean, that's fair. The the Venthyr have to deal with, like, literally every day somebody fighting a fucking Dreadlord right next to our table, so we're probably done with everyone's shit. Doesn't that sound so much fun to me? Don't you wish you could do that with your toy? Sly just reaffirmed my bottom boot. I'm done here. Alright, well, with that, we're out of here. If you have any comments, questions, complaints, you can send us emails at donotrelentpod at gmail.com. You can rate us on Apple, iTunes, you can... Leave us a review on Warcraft Radio. Honestly, fucking everything. I I saw podowl.com today at work. We're on podowl.com. By the way, our top-rated episode on Podowl is number 26. I don't know what that what one is. Fuck? But <laughs> that's the number one on Podowl. Also on Podowl. Follow us on Spotify. You can also send me personal emails at navarracoffin at gmail.com. That's N-A-V-A-R-R-A coffin at gmail.com i will take all requests for something but i what appreciate <laughs> that that slide is the most secretive of his real identity but does put out navara coffin at gmail so you can just kind of piece it together i try to google myself and like the amount of people with my name out there is astronomical so honestly good luck you just find my twitter which is like that's the goal baby <laughs> All right, what about you guys? Where can I find you on the internet? You can find me, Alex, or Immunization, on the Twitter at New Era Alex. You can follow our podcast Instagram account on the gram at Do Not Relent. I will stream someday again on Twitch at Immunization DNR. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at The Big Cheesy on Twitter.com. You can read our literary musings at do not relent.livejournal.com. And you can find me streaming at twitch.tv slash Aaron DNR. I'll probably be playing some game that you don't care about. Game, 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 game. Alright, we're out of here. What a long episode, question mark? I don't really know anymore because we had to cut so many times for this fucking man blowing the sidewalk. I see you, Mark. And remember, another down. Do not relent. Do not relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Prodmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish. I know Mark didn't relent in leaf blowing the sidewalk. Fucking a, he did not. <laughs> <laughs>